We never have to invite Holy Spirit when we gather. But it's always good to acknowledge him. It's always good to welcome him. And so, Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you this morning. I pray that you will stir our faith, that our hearts will be open to hear from you. I pray that the word as it is spoken will bring life, will bring transformation. And so we pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Good morning, everyone. You can have your seats. We're going to carry on with worship afterwards. So I'm sharing on Holy Spirit and who he is to us. When I pray for people and they come forward, I always have a lot of instructions. <laughs> so today, I have a lot of instructions because as Andrea said, I wanna, we wanna get our own hearts in a place of positioning, of a faith to receive. And um, when people come forward, I give them these instructions because I want them to have an encounter with Jesus. I want them to have an encounter with Holy Spirit. I want to disappear when I pray with them. And so when I do this, I want their spirit, their heart, to come in agreement with what Holy Spirit is doing in their heart. And so what I'll say to them is, I want you to close your eyes, I do not want you to pray with me. I want you to keep quiet because it's in that place of meditation that you can hear and connect with God. And my last instruction is put your hands out, ready to receive a gift from the Father. And so all of it is an attitude of being ready to receive. And so obviously I can't ask you to close your eyes um, I hope that you don't speak with me, <laughs> could be a problem, or that I want you to put your hands out, but it's that attitude that I'm wanting, that I want to hear, not what I'm saying, but what is Holy Spirit saying to me, because you have the opportunity right now to hear directly from the throne room of God. And that is what's so exciting about walking with Holy Spirit. I was sharing a story with Shanae, my daughter, the other day. And I want to use Acts 5 verses 17 to 20 to illustrate what it is that I'm wanting to say. But the high priest rose up and all who were with them, that is the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, 
an angel of the Lord opened the prison. And I was having this conversation with Shonae, and I was saying to her, I really want to see and experience what happens in the Word. And I said, like, the apostles saw an angel. I want to see an angel. So Shanae said to me, but mom, you don't know that the word says that if you show hospitality to a stranger, you could be entertaining angels. I said, I do know that scripture, but that's not what I want. (laughs) I want to see that ginormous angel with its wings spread out in this whole auditorium, its glorious colors, I'm hungry to see what is in God's word happen in my life. So it's often my cry. I'll lie in my bed and I go, Lord, can I see you? If I just open my eyes, will you be there that I can see you? Or can you show me an angel? I'm hungry. I'm hungry for what is in the word to actually take place in my life. And so I'm sharing that with you because we so easily disconnect the natural from the supernatural. This life here is very real. And the supernatural is something very far away. We think it's up there in heaven. And I want to challenge us that, you know, the supernatural Our spiritual life is eternal. It is more real. And it has to become more real than what we experience here on earth. Our life with God is a supernatural life. Our work is a spiritual work. It is a supernatural work. And none, none of it can be accomplished without the power of Holy Spirit. And so to live the spiritual and supernatural life, we need to be plugged in, not at moments, not in opportunities. It has to be our lifestyle. So what we're going to do first is we're going to have a look at the four roles of Holy Spirit. And, you know, when I was preparing this, I realized each role of Holy Spirit, we could actually spend a whole morning just on one roll. And so I have to rush through this and get through to the four roles of Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we're not going to be going home today. The first role is Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Father. Matthew 10 verse 20, Jesus says, for it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of the Father, of your Father who speaks in you. It is the Spirit of the Father. And He is the one that speaks through us, and He is the one who speaks to us. When you're reliant on Holy Spirit, He floods your heart with goodness with messages, with encouragement. We don't, we do need each other, but we do need to develop that 
that habit of hearing directly from God for ourselves. I know then when I speak, I can have lots of opinions and stories. But when I speak God's word, I speak it very confidently because I know this is the truth. When I'm busy with other things, I can waver and not be so bold as I am right now. But when it's God's word, a confidence comes and rests on us and we speak boldly. So it's important for us to have God's word burning in our hearts. John 15 verse 26, but when the helper comes whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will bear witness about me. Holy Spirit is the spirit of the father. It is impossible for us to know the truth without him. If you are dependent on commentaries, if you are dependent on the word that is, all, that is preached, which is always good, these things are good, but if you are not learning the truth from Holy Spirit, you are very fragile. And when times of trouble come, comes, you will struggle. And so, Holy Spirit is the one that brings us the truth of the Father. The second role is Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. Philippians 1 verse 19 says, For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. The context is that Paul is in prison, and he says he is confident of his release from prison because of two things. People are praying for him and because he knows the spirit of Jesus is moving in the unseen realm. That is what his, what his confidence is built on. In 2020, when I had cancer and my stroke, when I was in hospital, I lay there and I had such a confidence. It was not natural. It was supernatural. And as I lay there, I had such peace. Not once, and I can honestly say this, not once was I anxious. Not once was I fearful. I was in this place where I was so confident that no matter what the outcome is, if I'm in God's hands, it is good. Acts 16, verse 7, and when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. The Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Holy Spirit is the agent of the Godhead working on the earth today. The Father is in heaven and Jesus is enthroned at his right hand. And Holy Spirit is here on earth to reveal Jesus to us, to reveal the Father. If you're sitting here and you think, actually, I don't know if I know him. I don't know what I know about God. Then it's time that Holy Spirit 
comes and floods your heart so that he can just show you. The week before last, um, I asked Holy Spirit in the morning when I go to Eastgate to show someone to me that I could pray for. And so I like to do that when I, when I go out. And I walked into a shop to buy a gift. And the lady that was helping me was quite offish. And I got a little bit irritated and I walked out the shop and then I thought, actually, no, I need this gift and this is the only shop. <laughs> so I walked back inside and I said, come, you're going to help me get a gift. And then when I went to the tool to pay, I said to her, you are struggling today. You're not, you're not doing well, are you? And she just got tears in her eyes and she said, a friend of mine got killed in a hit and run. And um, I sympathized with her and I took my gift and I walked out. That evening when I was contemplating my day with the Lord, I was like, oh, Lord, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Here I had this opportunity right before me, and I did nothing with it. I said to Henny, I'm going back there tomorrow. So the next day, I share with a friend, and I tell her what happened, and that I'm, after I've had coffee with her, I'm going to go pray for this lady. So she says to me, Zelda, I feel in my heart you need to take a bunch of roses with you. And so I walked into the shop with the roses and I said to her, do you remember me? She said, yes, you spoke to me yesterday. And I said, well, I just feel like I need to come and give you these roses and I want to ask you if I could pray with you. And she wept. I had to go behind the counter and I just bundled her up into my arms. We have opportunities around us to touch people's lives no matter where we go. And I was actually so thankful. <laughs> I know it's bad, but with hindsight, I was so thankful that I did forget because when I went back, I could actually, for her, it was amazing that I would come back to come and see her and that it wasn't such an easy thing for me that I just did it there and then and prayed for her. And so God uses everything that we're busy with when it's about him to his good. A life with Holy Spirit power is being led by him. And we need to hunger for that. We need to strive for that and wake up with an awareness of it. Thirdly, our Holy Spirit is our teacher. Isaiah 11 verse 2, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. We don't want to be taught by the world. We don't want to be counseled 
by the world. We do not want the knowledge of the world. And Holy Spirit helps us with this. The world comes with agendas. You know, the spirit of the Antichrist is real and roaming the earth. And it is the spirit of lies and deceit. And we need to be wide awake. Otherwise, we get caught up in things that are not from God. But we can trust Holy Spirit to teach us. When we as believers struggle with life, generally our first option is to find our solution in the world. And there are, there are good solutions in the world. There are doctors. There are people that can help us. There are good things. But what is your default? If there's a crisis in your family, what is your default? We are made up of mind, body, and soul. The world can address our minds. The world can address our bodies. But there's only one who can deal and heal our spirit, and that's Holy Spirit. In Hebrews 4 verse 12, it says, we are told God's word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Only God's word has the power to discern. Every secret in your heart, he knows. There's nothing you can hide from him. He knows it all. And still, it cannot separate you from his love. God's word does not only have the power to discern our thoughts or the intentions of our hearts, but it has the power to illuminate what should not be there. He is a wonderful counselor and teacher. And lastly, Holy Spirit is our guide. Luke 4 verse 1, and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. I love this story. This is like my, my food. Because we see here Jesus full of the Holy Spirit. is led by the Spirit in the wilderness, not to the wilderness. While he was there for 40 days, who was by his side? Holy Spirit. In your trials and testing, who's by your side? If Jesus, the Son of Man, the Son of God, needs Holy Spirit to have done his three years of ministry, how much more do you and I need it? We think because Jesus is the Son of God that he came not as a man but as God. 
While he walked here, he was a man with the same limitations that you and I have. And we forget that about him. Because if we forget that, then it's very easy for us to forget what it is that he did on the cross. Because if he was God hanging on the cross, how much pain would it be? How different would that pain be to mine? He's the son of man and he needed Holy Spirit. It says in Luke 4 verse 2, for 40 days being tempted by the devil and he ate nothing during those days. For 40 days without food and being tempted, Holy Spirit was the one. But look at how he entered the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, I want us to look at the Holy Spirit as a person. John 16, verse 7 to 8. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Jesus speaks about Holy Spirit as him, not an it. I'm sending it to you. He's saying, I'm sending him to you. Holy Spirit is influential, but he is not an influence. Holy Spirit is powerful, but he is not a power. He blows like a wind, but he's not a wind. He burns like a fire, but he's not a fire. He is a person. We are talking about a person. There are many names given to Holy Spirit, too many for us to even look at today. But I want to mention a few of them. Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Life, Romans 8 verse 2. The Spirit of Grace, Hebrews 10, 29. The Spirit of Prophecy, Revelation 19, 10. The Spirit of Truth, John 14, 17. The Spirit of Holiness, Romans 1, verse 4. The Spirit of Wisdom and Revelation, Ephesians 1, verse 17. The Spirit of Justice and Judgment, Isaiah 28, verse 6. The Spirit of Fire, Isaiah 4, verse 4. The Spirit of Glory, 1 Peter 4, verse 14. We've been talking about a person, and it's a person that can be grieved. Or we can quench him. He is gentle as a dove. This precious person I'm talking about is more beautiful than beautiful. And he is more glorious than glorious. He is above everything that we can imagine in our minds. God has done everything necessary to help us to come close to him. 
You know, in the Old Testament, the priest would be the one to go into the Holy of Holies. And here you and I sit with this great privilege to be able to enter the Holy of Holies whenever, whenever we want, as often as we want. He gave us his spirit to live inside of us. Because he is now inside of us, we can have and know his presence minute by minute. Holy Spirit loves for us to know him, but also to experience him and to experience his manifest presence. In Psalm 34 verse 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Taste. Taste him. Keep tasting him. Keep being hungry to taste even more. What else is there, God, about you that I don't know? What else can you reveal to me about who you are and who you are to me and who am I to you? And I have a video that I want to show.